Thank you everyone for tuning in. We just want to give a heads up that we talk about some difficult topics in this episode, such as death and suicide. If you or anyone you know is in crisis, please call or text 988. They are there for you 24 hours a day. Hello friends, bienvenidos. My name is Jen, also known as Jen Colotero on social media, your local witchy friend and intuitive guide through the occult. As always, my lovely husband and co-host is David, aka Premier Pools on social media. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. In today's episode, Jen will be explaining tarot. Welcome to the show, grab a chair and make yourself at home. Jen's got stories to share, you'll never feel alone. So tarot is a form of divination. But first, what is divination? The definition is the practice of attempting to foretell future events or discover hidden knowledge by occult or supernatural means. There are many forms of divination. Some people read tea leaves, some people look to the stars, but tarot is becoming more and more popular. I am a tarot reader, obviously, through my handle. That is my main jam. I've been a tarot reader for about five years now, and I really love it. Um, I have very loyal clients. I'm always getting new clients, and it's really great. I feel like I can really connect through this art with people. Would you, would you say that, like, tarot is right now the most popular form of divination? Like, that's kind of the hot thing right now? It definitely is a hot thing right now, but all forms of divination are hot right now. Okay. I just feel like tarot is the most accessible one. The one that has maybe some of the most literature on it compared to, like, tea reading mm. or throwing bones or like rolling dice like i feel like it's it looks the coolest also yeah. like there are so many forms of art and it's so beautiful it is hot and i feel like anyone can read tarot it doesn't take a special person a chosen one it's just something that you have to study and practice okay now with um with with kind of choosing your your I guess, quote unquote practice. I know, I think we talked about it in the first episode, but you came across tarot basically by just kind of walking into a shop, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, would you say like it called you? It definitely called to me. Okay. Yes. And there is the superstition of you have to be invited in and you have to be gifted your first deck. You don't. You can absolutely buy your first deck. It doesn't have to be gifted to you. You don't have to be initiated into it. But you do have to dedicate yourself to studying it. Because if you don't understand it, then you can't use it. Have you ever gifted a deck to anybody? Like a tarot deck? Oh my goodness, have I? I don't know if I have. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) time for a giveaway. (laughs) Oh, okay. Good idea for the future. Let's do that. I definitely want to do that. But yeah, no, I've been gifted a lot of tarot decks and I really appreciate that. Mostly by me, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I've gotten an equal amount from your family. Oh, okay. Yeah. As from you directly. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But what is tarot? How did this come to be? So the tarot is a pack of playing cards for those that don't know. It has history back to the 15th century Europe, mainly like Italian French roots, and it has evolved over time. The most popular version of the tarot now, at least for English speakers, um, is the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck published in 1909 and illustrated by Pamela Coleman-Smith. 
who was an amazing artist and gives us all of the imagery that we know and love now. Um, there are a lot of modern and fun decks based off of the Rider Waite Smith. There are 78 cards within the Rider Waite Smith deck. 22 of these cards are called the Major Arcana or the Major Mysteries. And those are the big, beautiful standalone ones that you see, like the Moon, the Lovers, the Fool, the Hanged Man, and the rest are Minor Arcana or Minor Mysteries. Those are cards that are associated with a suit, like the Pentacles, Wands, Cups, and Swords. So you'll hear like Three of Swords, Four of Pentacles, Five of Cups. Now, you said they're playing cards, so could you technically like play poker or blackjack with them? Um, there is a game that you could play with them. I don't know how to play it. Was it, So was it originally, like, were they originally made for divination or were they like... No, they, they were originally playing cards. Oh, they were? Yeah, okay. it was to play some sort of card game. I don't know how to play it, but... Got it. Now, I know I'm familiar with um, a lot of people call it the Mexican um, cards, and that's mistaken. It's actually a Spanish deck, and in that one, they have coins and swords. And I'm curious, like, if that's a derivative of a tarot deck or, like, which one came first? Because I know the Spanish deck does use that, and um, there are people who read cards with that deck. And that is, like, a playable, like, deck for, for certain games. So, do you know? I would just assume because they're both from Europe that they probably come from like the same source, but I don't know. Don't quote me on that. This is just me putting two and two together. A regular deck of cards would probably also be from Europe, right? Because as a king, jacks and 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 hearts, I wonder like if if there's like a parent deck and then they all kind of went off it, or because there's similarities, right? Yeah, definitely. I wish I researched this earlier. That's a great question. We'll have to come back to you on that. But you can also fortune tell or try to do some divination with a regular solitaire deck. Oh, okay. Really, anything that you can think of that you give significance and importance, like like a roadmap or like a compass of some sort, you could do divination. You could do divination with Pokemon cards. Okay, so it's like a vessel. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's your compass. So um, if you're trying to find north, it'll tell you where north is, but only you know what's north. So are you trying to get to the next gas station? Are you trying to get to your friend's house? North is north, but you give meaning to what north is and where you're trying to go. It's the same thing with the tarot deck. The tarot deck won't explicitly say you're going to get this promotion if you get your shit together. It's just going to give you some like symbolism to help guide you through what you already know. Or um, if you're getting it read through someone else, maybe like some divine messaging or downloads that people are getting. So I think this is a good spot for me to like bringing my my skepticism right like here we go david this is your your time it it almost sounds to me a little bit like um like a rorschach test right of like something's put in front of you and it's your interpretation of like kind of what you see um as a and it could be like you know nonsensical like a a rorschach is literally like you know uh, ink bots folded in half and and whatever you see should give like an insight into your psyche um is there a little bit of that where you're kind of interpreting what's in front of you i would say if you're reading yourself definitely it's a great self-reflection tool Mm -hmm. um i could definitely see that and there's still validity to that if it helps you learn yourself as a person um but when you're reading other people or other people are reading you 
possibly if they're good at reading people, but I've just had experiences where it's like, how would I know that? I, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Hmm? Okay. So um, I know you want to talk talk about also like there's different types of decks, right? There's like the tarot deck versus the oracle deck. So you can maybe break that down a little bit? Yeah. So tarot decks or what we call tarot decks are usually decks that you can ask pretty much anything to. And it'll have a broad you know, variety of like answers or way you can read it versus Oracle decks are more specific. You can't ask it everything. For example, I love my self-care Oracle deck. Um, So I love to ask it, what should I do for self-care today? But I can't necessarily ask it, how can I grow in my career? And then I pull out bubble bath, right? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) maybe maybe but yeah oracle decks are more specific to the theme so my top three are an affirmation deck a self-care deck and then a shadow work deck which is basically like some hard truths about what you need to do okay now i i don't actually remember what i've gifted you i feel like anytime i've gifted you a deck i'll just kind of go into the store uh look around see if i like any of the artwork but do you remember I think I gave you a bird deck. Yes. Was that an oracle or was that a tarot deck? No, that was a tarot deck. You gave me a beautiful raven deck that mm. I will post pictures of very soon. But it has the same suits like the four of swords, but it also has birds in the imagery. Ooh. It's derived from like the standard rider weight tarot deck, but the art is more focused on ravens and birds. And we'll talk about it another time. I love birds. I have a spiritual association with them. Um, But that's what that is. Like, you'll see, like, Hello Kitty decks, King of the Hill decks. They're (laughs) all just, like, different art forms. Yes, David is a really, really big King of the Hill fan. Please send us your King of the Hill memes. But um, it's just, you know, cool, beautiful artwork, but in the same, like, layout, basically. Cool. Um, well, since, since tarot is kind of your thing, I think that's one of the things I've maybe listened to you more closely about while I enjoy you talking about the planets and the moon and different things. I think tarot is one of the few areas where I I obviously wouldn't say I'm an extra, but I feel like I have more vested knowledge in because of you. Um, one of the things that I really like that you've mentioned before is, according to you, personal conversations we've had, tarot decks kind of have their own, like, attitude or their own little, like, I would say, what, like, soul, maybe, where it, they they kind of do what they want to do, and it's your responsibility as a practitioner to work with the tarot as opposed to have the tarot do exactly what you want it to do. Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. So the best example I can give, breaking it down into like a concept that most people understand is like a car is a car, right? So you have like, uh, I'm going to say a Honda Fit, for example, (laughs) versus a Ferrari. Okay. So they're both going to do basically the same thing, but they drive very differently, right? okay. So I feel like some tarot decks are more straight to the point, blunt, and others are a little more like fluffy and forgiving. So I don't really know how to explain it other than it's almost like getting a different type of car and you have to learn how it drives. What? Okay, two-part question here. First one, what is the Ferrari of tarot decks? Because now I got to know. 
that's really up to you. For me, it is. Well, okay, that seems convenient because if I were going to get a car, (laughs) you said, well, it's up to you what car you get. And I go and get like a Porsche. I think there's factors that would determine my income being the biggest one. So, like, I'm just curious. Is there like a. Like a gold-plated tarot deck out there that, like, is coveted? Is there, like, the Holy Grail? I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Is there, like, a famous tarot deck? Yeah, the most famous, I would say, is, like, the Rider Waite Smith. But I would say it comes down more to quality. I was gifted one deck where the paper was just so, like, flimsy, I couldn't even shuffle it. So I would say they're really beautiful decks made out of better material, and then it's easier for you to shuffle. There are some that are, like, not, like, gold-plated to where it's, like, hard, because then that wouldn't make any sense, but, like, they're gold, they're flashy, they're beautiful, right? But it's really up to you which one you find, like, most drivable, I guess. So, in Harry Potter, when, like... The different brooms are better. What is it like the Nimbus 3000 over the like fireball? Like kind of like that. (laughs) I don't remember that scene in Harry (laughs) Potter, but ultimately it's whichever one you bond with. This might be a better analogy because you like cooking. You are a fantastic cook. So for me personally, my best tarot deck is the most seasoned one. So imagine like a cast iron skillet, you have to season it and use it and use it. And the more you use it, the better it is. That's how I feel my tarot deck is. But not all tarot readers are are like that. Some of them love variety. I don't. I like to work with the same one. I have some other ones that I use few and far between for special occasion. But like my workhorse is my first OG Rider Waite Smith deck. Okay. And my my other question, well, now I thought of another question, but another question I had is um, what is the preparation process for a tarot? I'm assuming you don't just like crack it and just shuffle it once and start going. Like you have to like, well, you mentioned seasoning. Do you have to like bless it, prepare it, protect it? Like what's, you know, what's the the process? Because I know like I collect Pokemon cards, right? So for me, like, if I open some Pokemon cards, it, like, I always have sleeves next to me cause in case I, I get, like, a really valuable card. I'm ready to, like, sleeve it up and protect it. So what's the process for, like, a brand new tarot deck? Yeah, so everyone's going to do things a little bit different. But what I like to do and what I like to recommend is first a smoke cleanse, either with, like, Palo Santo or... You know, if you get have some dried special herbs or incense. <laughs> what about special, special herbs? Will that give it like a little a little twist, little tang? Some people say it helps them, you know, process their divination better. So, okay. yeah, if that's what you want, smoke up, man. But that's not me. I would not be useful <laughs> under those circumstances. But I would smoke cl- whatever smoke you want. I'm not going to judge you. Do your Just thing. vape on it. <laughs> Throw some <laughs> strawberry cheesecake flavored vape. <laughs> whatever works for you. Whatever is cleansing for you. But okay. um, I like Palo Santo. So I would probably like smoke cleanse it first. Um, and then after that, I would probably like honestly watch an episode or something and just shuffle it in my hand mm-hmm. just to. I just, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just had a fun project. We can, so, um, for any listener out there, I like smoking cigars. Um, I smoke maybe like what one cigar a month or so. Maybe next time you get a deck, we can bless it with some cigar smoke. Would that be cool? 
to me that's not purifying so okay. it wouldn't make sense for me if you want to try your well, hand I, at tarot mm, okay <laughs> okay <laughs> if i mean hey if you ever pick up tarot that might work for you and some cultures actually find cigar smoke to be cleansing so you were saying you you cleanse it with the smoke and then did you say you bless it that's basically my cleansing ritual and then after that i just like honestly watch an episode of something that's what you were saying and then i just shuffle it to kind of like bond with it get like my essence into it if you will and then after that i do an intro spread um and a spread a tarot spread is basically just like a layout of how you place cards and then i just ask it questions like how can i best work with you like what type of messages can i get from you you know Okay. And then what happens when a tarot deck, like, has served its, per- like, let's say it's tattered, it's falling apart, like, it-, it can't handle one more shuffle. Is there a special ritual to, like, retire it? Again, that's up to you and what you find to be special. If When that time comes, I would probably maybe, like, burn it. Okay. Um, Safely, because so it's a lot, lot of, I was going to say it's a lot of cards. I would probably like slowly burn it maybe, or if there are some cards that are salvageable, maybe do some rituals with it. Like if, you know, everything is like tattered to shit, except for maybe like the magician. If I want to do like a prosperity spell, maybe like offer like the magician card as like an offering mm-hmm. or like an extra little boost to my spell. You can make art with it. Like, there are so many ways you could do it. Some that are just absolutely tattered cannot use it. I would personally maybe, like, burn it safely in some way and try to use the ash in some way. Yeah. And then, you know, Sina's tarot is, is probably, like, the biggest practice you do. Like, maybe tell me a little bit of, like, how, how it works. So, like, maybe how a simple spread works or, or just the basics. So whether you're reading yourself or another person, you have to know sort of like what the end goal is and what you're trying to read. So let's say I'm trying to read um, myself for the week. Maybe I might do a spread of eight cards or nine, one on top for the theme and then seven, one for each of the day. And then at the bottom is like maybe some advice from the universe. You just kind of have to think of like, if I place a card here, this is what it's going to mean. So that way, you know, like what it, because it's almost like a sentence where you Mm. put the cards can really mean something different. So you have to know ahead of time, like any card that I put here is going to be, for example, maybe like the past, any card I put here is going to be the present or the future. Um, When I read other people, I shuffle it as many times as I feel is right. Um, And if I don't know what is right, I might go off of if they tell me they've been seeing repeating numbers. If someone's like, Mm -hmm. I've been seeing 333, I might shuffle it three times. Or if, uh, for example, I was reading you, your name has five letters in it. So I might shuffle it five times. But that's me trying to like connect to you. That's just my personal, like how I tap into and connect with people. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it done a few times uh, through you. I've asked for readings. Just The reason I've asked is because, like, I know people, like, pay for readings. And I'm like, oh, I get this for free. So that's kind of, like, my little flex on it. But um, I don't think we've ever done, like, a serious read with me. Maybe one day, if I feel up to it, I'll do it. It's just, to me, it's so much more about the entertainment aspect 
than the seriousness of it. So when I do it, like I don't want to disrespect your art or your practice. So I, I choose to maybe like not engage as much. And if I do, it'll be something like lighthearted. I think I, I don't remember last time I asked you, but I, I think I, I was like, I, I grabbed your deck and said, like, here, I'm going to grab the seventh card. Like, what does this mean? And you gave me a good explanation. But um, again, since, since it's your your, your realm, I, I try not to, like, be disrespectful with it. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do want to get into it. You actually have some experience with tarot, like, on a personal level. With, um, yeah, I... So I wouldn't say like tarot necessarily like specifically, but um, divination through cards is something I have been exposed to. Um, you know, we're kind of just going into the segment of our own personal experience with with tarot, and and you know, for me, it, it's my my grandma does readings with cards, and it's the the deck I was talking to you about the Spanish cards. Um, and since I was really young, I remember her doing it. Um, and that's kind of also why I asked, like, if there's any special ritual to just, you know, not destroy, but retire your cards because I've bought her countless decks. You know, she's always getting new decks, but we also play like there's there's fun games that we play with the with the cards. So um, I don't think I've ever shown it maybe the respect it deserves. And like I've kind of clowned on it before, like to her, I, I, I get along really well with her. So like it's you know, we, we mess around, but like. I've never actually got a spread from her. I've seen her do it like thousands of times probably because, yeah, she's done it over the years. But I've never had like a personal connection to it. It's just something that's in the background. But again, it's not the tarot deck. So um, when I saw you were doing tarot, I, I never really linked it because I thought they were way two different things. But now that we're talking about it, I mean, even the cards themselves, there's a lot of similarities with, with like, the artwork and things like that. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I don't have a, a personal connection. I think I did ask her one time, um, you know, not how it works, but, like, if it's if it's accurate. And I was like, can you ask it anything? And I remember one time she did say, like, you need to have, like, I don't know if it was, like, consent or the other person needs to be aware or something along those lines where she's like, I could actually get the answer without their permission, but it's better like not to, I guess. Um, and I know that's something you and I have talked about, right? Like consent within spirituality is like a, a big issue because you don't want to go rooting around where you're not like welcome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's so interesting that you say that because... When I was young and naive, <laughs> one of my friends that was perpetually single finally got a partner. And I Yay. was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I want another tea because I hadn't met them. Um, and I tried reading them. And then I got a warning. I got the Seven of Swords, which I knew as a message to me of like, don't poke your nose where it doesn't belong. And I got chills. I was yeah. like, ooh, <laughs> this isn't about them. This is talking to me. Yeah. And then I got an intuitive message of like, if at least one person in that party doesn't consent, like, don't do it. Yeah. So, for example, if you ask me to read our neighbors just because, like, we're not privy to that. But if someone comes and tells me, like, I need to know the tea on my 
boyfriend, well, she's a part of that situation. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend doesn't have to consent, but at least one person in that party. And you could give has, her the message that belongs to her, correct? Yes, yeah. exactly. So I don't do that. Poke my nose where, you know, it doesn't belong to either party. Um, another thing I refuse to do is if I know both people. Like, for example, especially in love readings, it can get really dicey if I know both people involved. Mm. Like, I just want to stay out of it. And I, and also, I'm like, I can't be impartial. So then I do recommend that they see another terror. Like a third party. Got it. Okay. Speaking of impartial, if I'm really emotionally charged about something, I don't read myself. And I also mm. recommend that other people don't read themselves if it's something where they can't be impartial. I recommend that they have other people read them. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. I think, you know, with everything, um, it, it's important to to ensure that, you know, you're, you're, if you want to call it energy or whatever, it's great. But I feel like that's just life in general, right? Like, intention matters, whether it's superstition, whether it's, um, you know, you want to do something nice for someone. I mean, I've even had situations in my personal life where I think I'm doing something nice for someone, but I haven't actually asked them. I'll, I'll maybe just jump the gun and do it, and then maybe... Maybe that's what I think they wanted, but it's not really what they wanted. Um, and it came from a place of, of you know, good intention of, of, of wanting to help. But yeah, I mean, I think that sounds like it's definitely important to to have that, that validation and that consent. But um, since this, this is such a big topic for you or, or kind of your, you know, your, your main source of, of this metaphysical realm that we're talking about, what are maybe one of the most like notable experiences you've had with Tara. Yeah. So I feel like this sort of ties in with a question that we got on Spotify, uh, from Jose. Thank you. Shout out to Jose. Um, so his question was, have you ever had a tarot reading that made you feel uncomfortable or conflicted? And this is also one of the most memorable reads that I've done. So someone reached out to me um, and said, I have a business partner and a friend um, that I do business with, and I want to know what to expect in the next quarter. And I was reading them and... Um, you know, I was letting them know, like, it's really important that you get everything in writing, make sure all the assets are properly divided and, you know, everything is documented. And then within all that messages, I pulled out the death card. And at that point, I was like, don't freak out. The death card doesn't always mean death. It means, you know, renewal, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, well, what if it does mean death in this situation? Because my friend is ill. And I was like, oh my goodness. And they were like, so do you think that my friend is going to die in the next three months? And at that point, I really had to sit with my ego and push it aside. And I was like, I'm not going to just say what I want to say, which is no, your friend is going to be fine. Like, I'm going to let the cards speak. So then I pulled more cards after that. Like a clarifier, right? Yes, like a clarifier, more additional cards. And then I was like, most likely your friend might pass this quarter. So you need to take advantage of this time. And then, yeah, a quarter is three months. And yeah, the friend passed within three months. And they said, you know, I didn't really think too much about it. I should have gotten like more done in the time with them. But um, yeah, you were spot on. And that was like one of the first times that I've talked about death in this way. I don't like to bring it up. And it was just a very valuable lesson of like, 
I can't edit the meaning. I can't censor the meaning. Um, you know, sometimes my friends will say like, will this job work out? And the cards are telling me no, but I want to tell them yes so badly. Um, but I've just learned that's it's not good to lie to them. The cards are going to say what they're going to say, regardless of how I feel about it or what I want the outcome to be. And it's best to be truthful. Mm. So they basically like they keep it real is, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And I have to, too, regardless of how mm. I feel about the situation. I know there's professions out there like doctors or therapists or um people in a profession who have to break bad news to people and that's i don't want to say that's in the real realm but that's that's based in in reality and, and that can have some serious consequences to the psyche of the person having to um repeatedly give bad news or take those card hard hardships have you ever based on maybe that experience that i'm sure others with tarot said like wait this might just be a little too much for like a practice like do you feel any responsibility to continue to possibly burden yourself with these hard things um with something like tarot where i don't want to say it doesn't have real world implications but it's not something that, like you have to subject yourself to correct do, do you know what i'm saying yeah there are sometimes situations where i'm like i'm not even gonna take your money because what you're asking me is like way out of my depth and you need to go see a professional mm -hmm. um i don't know if this was like a troll account or not but someone messaged me and said um i want a reading i know whether or not it would be worth it to kill myself and i was like i'm not gonna take your money about that no you absolutely need to reach out and seek help you need to call the suicide hotline like i kind of walked them through that i was like it's it's not worth it don't even send me money i'm not even gonna read you like let's just get you through this or someone is in an abusive relationship and they keep asking over and over and over like about their relationship and at some point it's like I don't need a tarot reading to know that gaslighting you is wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need a tarot reading to, to excuse or try to, like, explain their cheating. Like, it's just wrong, mm -hmm. and you just need to get out of there. I guess, while that makes sense, more of my question was, like, do you ever feel that the burden... I mean, because, you know, telling somebody that somebody might die, and then it happened, I'm sure that was a big eye-opener for you. Have you ever thought, like... Maybe I'm playing with something or I'm engaging in something that ha could have real world consequences, not in what the readings say, but could have towards you. Because a lot of people, I figure, if they're going to a tarot reader, it's not usually to say that everything's going well. Like, I, I feel like if you went to a tarot reader, very rarely it's like, oh, like life is going well, just want to know if things are going to keep there's usually like a deeper question um i know in therapy like you do have to prepare yourself for that and and, and say i'm talking as a therapist as a practitioner like do i want to experience or continue to carry that trauma um for somebody who's a therapist and enjoys what they do the answer is yes like not only is that their calling but that's their livelihood but with something with with like as a tarot reader you might absorb some of those same traumas or same issues because these these are real life issues that people are coming to you like do you ever feel like maybe i don't need to be putting myself in that position 
maybe I'm just numb to it and burnt out, but I also do something similar for like a day job where sometimes I have to give people bad news. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm just used to being in that role, but I am happy to be a part of the process and I, well, not happy, that's not the right word. I'm honored to be part of the process, that they trust me with their needs and that I can help walk them through this. Um, So I don't know, that might sound weird, but I just genuinely love what I do, whether it's good or bad news. I hate giving bad news. I wish it was all good news. That's human nature. But I I don't take it personally. I don't like absorb it. I do like cleanses after my readings i do ground i ground myself after my readings i really try to invest in like spiritual self-care so i try not to absorb any like negative energy from the readings um i don't let it get to me yeah um so some pretty heavy stuff is is there any more like light-hearted story or example you've had with a tarot read where i don't know maybe somebody asked a question or the, not funny but like more on the on the lighter side so actually this morning um someone asked me and this is someone that i don't really know but they asked me um what they should do for self-care and what they need to focus on because every part of their life feels kind of stretched thin Mm -hmm. and so in the tarot deck i pulled the lovers and then in the self-care deck i pulled sex as self-care And I know nothing about them. So I was like, are you seeing somebody? And they said, yes. And then I was like, have you been contemplating like, you know, doing the mattress mambo? And they were (laughs) like, I've been wanting to, but I haven't wanted to be like, you know, considered like fast or promiscuous. And I was like, well, you're getting the green light. Go (laughs) ahead and have fun. And they were like, oh, thank God. This is the validation I needed. I really want to connect with this person. So their partner should be taking you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's really fun to do something like that. Like, I don't know, just the single people. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are so funny. I haven't, you know, we've been married and together for like eight years. And so it's nice to see young love and just like reassuring people that, you know, they're on the right track and they can, you know, love with arms wide open. Those are some of my favorite readings. Okay, Creed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but that's awesome. Yeah. um, um, It's always good to give the, you know, the the good news. And um, have you... I guess lastly on the examples, and, and I'm sure you have, and like, what's your answer to this? You, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but for um, for clarification, like, are those, do you, have you ever had those clients, or um, have you ever interacted with anybody who's like, all right, what's my tarot, like, reading for the lotto numbers next week? I've tried to do that, because I've been like, girl, I'm broke, <laughs> help me out. So you've done it for yourself, got it. Yeah, epic fail. It does not work that way. Um... It's just like, I don't know. I know like finances are about you, but like, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like, it's not going to work that way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, we have about 10 minutes left. Um, this is the time where we, we take listener questions, which is really exciting because we finally, we didn't get too many. We got two and you already covered one, but we had a um, two questions questions submitted which is great that's i don't know i thought that was really exciting i was looking forward to uh 
to doing this episode because I was like, finally, we have a little community engagement, which is great. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about how to submit your questions. But yeah, we have we have two, and and uh, it looks like these are for you. You already answered the first one, but let's. I'm just gonna repeat what the question was. Um, we've already answered it, but this was from Jose on Spotify. Jose, thank you so much for submitting your question. And it was, have you ever had a tarot reading that made you feel uncomfortable or conflicted? Um, and, and I think, you know, we, we, we went over a really, really good example. So, um, I'll go ahead and read the next question and then, um, you can answer it. Uh, this is from Tommy over at Instagram. <laughs> Their handle is bunnies are gay um, on Instagram. So uh, that sounds like a fun handle. You can go check that out. Um, but their question is, is there a general rule you use when you get upside down cards? So it looks like Tommy's getting to like the technicalities of it all. Yes, definitely. So generally upside down is the opposite of right side up. So, <laughs> so for example, with the magician, if the magician right side up is that, you know, whatever you put your mind to, you're going to succeed in it. The opposite is that this plan you have is not going to work out and you might need to change your tactic. So, mm. yeah, generally upside down cards are opposites. Um, however, there are some people that read tarot that don't, refuse to read upside down cards they feel like they get enough information from everything right side up um that's cool but i like the upside down and right side up because it just gives like double the meanings to the cards there are 78 cards so instead of 78 meanings you get 156 and i just feel like that's a lot more fun so if there's somebody who doesn't believe or practice with the upside down when they pull it upside down they just turn it right side up is that what you're yes oh. so um one of my beautiful mentors aliza kelly is like that she does not read upside down cards um which is great for her but i like to read them however they fall okay cool um so those are the two questions but um i asked you a few questions earlier but i do have one question um, about the, the tarot's and we, we did touch on it a little bit earlier, but what what tarot decks do you have and then what oracle decks do you have specifically? Oh my goodness. I, I have quite a few. I'll start with the Oracle decks because I remember those the most. Um, I and sorry, j sorry to interrupt, but those Oracle decks are also I've kind of seen them before and they they can be like really fun or self help. Like you don't even need to like that could make like a good gift for anybody, right? Because it just like has suggestions, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, yeah, affirmation cards or like self-care cards are good for anybody. But yeah, I have, um, like I said, the self-care Oracle deck, the shadow work Oracle deck, an affirmation Oracle deck called I Am. So mm. it's like, I am strong, I am open, I am courageous. What's and the I, shadow one? What is that oracle deck? So the shadow work, it's called Dark Mirror. Okay. Um, and basically what it is, is it shows us the side of ourselves that we don't want to see. That mm. we like stick it, our head in the sand about. And what are some example cards on that one? Um, for example, one is like addiction. Mm -hmm. So um, there are things that we don't want to like come you know and confront ourselves with addiction blinded to pain rage and chains like just 
parts of ourselves that we would rather stay hidden mm-hmm. but sometimes we we need to do that shadow work we need to improve ourselves and we can't improve ourselves without admitting like what's in the shadows got it okay so you had the the shadow the self-care one and then self-care is that the same one as the i am or is that different no it's different the self-care one will tell you like you know um cook a meal have sex run a bubble bath um sync up with the moon like a lot of good you know play music stuff like that okay so you have three oracle decks correct no i'm not even done oh (laughs) i have (laughs) i have a few more then i have a crystal deck which is literally like 50 different crystals um and then after that i have a unicorn deck it's like a a profane unicorn deck called rebel deck and it just has funny messages like eat your fucking vegetables or like get your shit together like quit whining so i don't use that all the time because it's not always appropriate but um it's really funny uh some people like that deck and request it um i also have like a like a plant deck um which has like different plants and they have like you know spiritual connotations with those plants and am i forgetting one i have quite a few oracle decks i like to collect oracle decks more than tarot decks because they feel like different tools versus like different tarot decks just feel like a hammer in a different color got it okay cool cool and then how many or tell me a little bit about your tarot decks you have your main one which which spoke about right yeah that's the one you got at the at the first shop you went to? Yes. Okay. And the one I still work with to this day mainly. I have a mini travel one that I like to just like throw in like my purse or my backpack. Where, we got that one in Colorado? Where did we get that one? I remember you bought it. You know, I don't remember. No, yeah, I remember you bought that one. Okay. Okay. So you have the main one, you got mini me, and then what else? I have a Frida Kahlo one. That I got from Abracadabra here in Merced. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. I'm going to have to check that oh, one Oh, yeah. Out. It's really beautiful. Have you ever used it? Um, yeah, I have. I mainly just use it for myself. But okay. yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, and then I have the beautiful Raven deck that you gave me. Um, and then speaking of like the regular and the mini me, your grandma gave me like a jumbo deck. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Jumbo tarot deck. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, have you ever used that? I have not because I think it's really cool, but I don't know how I could practically shuffle it. Yeah, it's really big. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I love it. I still love it. It's still beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then my friend Ben gave me like this apocalyptic deck, which oh. is like, yeah, it's very unique. I've never seen a deck like that. Um, and then... I feel like I am missing something. That's quite a few, though. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of decks. Okay. So for clarification, oracles are the best things to get you. Um, Tarot, you have enough to last you a lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think so. Awesome. Well, we are kind of wrapping down, uh, widening down the show here. Um, There's a couple kind of housekeeping things we want to do. But again, thank you jose and thank you tommy for submitting the questions we, we really do appreciate it um this is our third episode i don't really count the first one because that was the intro but um it's kind of really nice seeing some of the feedback we've received and 
obviously people are engaging so even if it's one or two like it really does mean a lot to to me and i'm assuming you too right yes absolutely thank you so much it's so nice i feel like i get to connect with a lot of the friends that i've made along the way at the same time it's really cool and if um you're inclined to we would really appreciate if you share our broadcast with anybody who you think might be interested Um, again we do try to keep it kind of like light and not get into like super super technical stuff to you know just have a more general audience but um yeah if you enjoy it like let somebody know and speaking of giving us a chance so if you've never had a tarot reading before or if you just want another one done um from now until halloween if you have gotten this far send me um your favorite animal emoji and let me know that you want to redeem a free three card reading and i'll do a free three card reading for you for those people who may ask what's the like monetary value on a three card reading I would say on average, it might be like $15. Okay, cool. So there you go. $15 value <laughs> can be yours for one emoji. Yes, for one emoji. Um, and then if you want to submit a question for next week's episode, next week we're going to talk about astrology. Ooh, that's going to be exciting. Yes, I'm very excited. I have so much to say about your astrology. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes, definitely. So if you want to submit any questions for next week's episode of astrology, uh, feel free to submit them on the Spotify uh, respond feature or on my Instagram post, which I will post. Um, If you do submit a question, we would love to give you a shout out. But if you would rather remain anonymous, definitely specify that or DM me and we can also keep you anonymous as well. Um, So again, my social media is Jen Kahlo Tarot. G-E-N-K-A-H-L-O-T-A-R-O-T. Or if you would rather get in touch by email, my email is tarotwithgenesis at gmail.com. Perfect. So thank you everybody for listening to us. Thank you so much. We will catch you next time. Blessed be and signing off. Good night.